Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So glad to see you once again at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I'm your shopkeeper, Chris Baker. And this week at the shop, we are going to take a look at a horror film that is uh, on Netflix currently. And it takes us into the world of the briny deep. Uh, imagine yourself stranded on an island. The horrors of the weight you just trying to survive are maybe insurmountable. But when you find that you are not alone and that there are things in the deep that no man has ever chronicled. That's what you get with Sweetheart. So let's break out the mutoscope and take a look at the film Sweetheart. Of course, Sweetheart, a Blumhouse film directed by J.D. Dillard and starring Kiersey Clemens, uh, came out in 2019. As I said, it's now on Netflix. So uh, I uh, happened to watch that here uh, a while ago. And it was a a, a movie that it struck me. I, I really enjoyed the movie, even though uh, it, it had a, a possibility of underwhelming me. Uh, you know, I, I'm always afraid of that. When I hadn't heard much about the film, so I'm always kind of, you know... Always a little hesitant when it comes to, to films like that. But, you know, I wanted to give this a shot because I've heard a lot about it in various lists online of uh, top films that uh, you maybe never heard of but are actually really good. So I decided to give Sweetheart a uh, give it a try. And I have to say right off the bat that uh, it didn't disappoint. Uh, so we'll talk about the film. Again, spoiler alerts. Uh, I'm going to spoil this movie probably for many of you if you haven't watched it. So if you haven't watched it, uh, probably should stop. Go watch the film and then come back. If not, uh, uh, we're going to proceed <laughs> as planned. But uh, it, it kicks off right off the bat with uh, Kiersey Clemens' character, Jen. Uh, she washes up on the shores of a small tropical deserted island and uh, one of her friends has washed up beside her uh, they kind of make allusions to this they don't really spell it out uh, right away but uh, her and her friends Jen and her friends were on a boat that hit a storm or, or something like that and and you know capsized the boat and her and like I said, this friend Brad, who has a, a puncture injury, looks like he's got a piece of coral sticking out of him. Uh, they both wash up on the shore, and he dies shortly thereafter. But before he does, he asks if, uh, if she saw it. And then we don't get to find out what it is until later. But she buries Brad and then commences to survival. And that's one I, I love survival films. I've always uh, wondered, you know, what would I do to survive in various situations? Uh, that Survivor Man or Bear versus the Wilderness or whatever that's called. Uh, that kind of show always interests me. Uh, what can a person do to survive? And in this instance, uh, it, it was actually pretty easy for our, our hero or heroine, Jen. Uh, she they, they made it way too easy for her to survive. There was no real trials and tribulations. She found um, a, uh, a campsite where uh, a family had been there previously. 
and they left a bunch of stuff uh, a cooler with some old pop bottles of pop in it uh, a little container had a, a game boy in it so you know they had a little kid some matches so you know lighting a fire was just as easy as lighting a match so it, it wasn't like castaway where she had to really toil over trying to get fire which is you know like fire means heat and warmth and necessary for survival uh her food situation you know she got into to coconuts right away it just it the survival aspect of the movie was really made simple for this character jen and and it really kind of disappointed me a little bit because you know i i want to see real survival i want to see her uh you know, come across the pitfalls of trying to survive in this sort of uh, situation. Uh, I know that's not what the movie's about. This isn't a survival movie. This is a horror movie. So the survival probably takes a backseat to the horror, but I would have liked that to have been a little more realistic. You know, things don't just all fall into place uh, so you can survive on a deserted island. Uh, that's just not how life works, which is kind of what the ending of this movie uh, implies that life you know, isn't easy. And there's always another challenge. And we'll talk a little more about that. But at any rate, uh, the first night there, uh, she ends up, uh, I mean, she obviously survives. That's, that's not in question here, but, uh, the other, uh, friend Brad who washed up on the shore she buried him in the sand there on the beach and she wakes up the next morning and that body has been uh, unearthed and she can see that it's been dragged into the ocean so what's going on what what did this uh, she's concerned over that and the next night uh, of course she continues to to survive as the uh, as the the movie goes on and the next night uh, a plane is flying overhead and uh, she gets a flare gun out, shoots off a flare, and as the flare is reaching the water, slowly coming down, you see the silhouette of this creature in the ocean. And, of course, that's where the horror sets in. And uh, this, this aquatic creature, um, they really don't, they do a great job of not showing you too much right away. Because that's, that's one pitfall, I think, a lot of horror movies is a lot of horror movies, especially today, they, they go all in right off the bat. And they don't leave anything to, to the imagination. And they really did this uh, with this film. You know, you got silhouettes. Uh, you know, the silhouette of the creature against the uh, the backdrop of the flare, the silhouette of the creature against the backdrop of moon, you know, the moonlight. And, and they really didn't give you a good look at it. You'd see uh, a bit of, you know, legs walking by, uh, you know, unfocused in the background and, and various nights to come. And you never really got a clear look at this monster, which really amped up the, the creepiness. Um I'm I'm a sucker for a good monster film, but like I said, you know sometimes they show too much right away, and all of a sudden you can see you can see the zipper in the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, and you know it's not real. You can see it's obvious CG, and it just really takes you out of the movie and takes you out of the you know what you're watching a horror movie for is to to be scared, to be creeped out, to have that uneasy feeling, uh, like something's you know uh, you know looking over your shoulder and that's what they did with this they really kind of hid the creature away and gave you a little taste of it here and there and uh i, I thought they did a spectacular job with this with this creature on this movie 
treating it the right way treating it the way a creature should be treated you know a little glimpse here there until the big finale then you kind of get a really good look at the monster and maybe not even a, a complete look not a crystal clear look but you get to see the total monster in its totality and that to me is always uh the scariest way to treat uh movie monsters but at any rate uh jen survives that night uh, she ends up, uh, another friend washes up on the shore, well, half of a friend, <laughs> he, I can't even remember his name, but she ends up uh, hanging him up from a tree, uh, essentially as bait, and, uh, and then the next night the creature comes, gets the body she's hiding, and kind of gets a sneak peek at what she's up against, and uh, she spends the next couple nights, you know, trying to survive, tries, you know, doing a hammock up in a tree with uh, some some uh, fabric she's found in the campsite that she came across, and and uh, she ends up wounding the creature because she, you know, the hammock starts to slide down the tree, and she has a little confrontation. But she, had, again, of course, this is a a final girl scenario, and Jen is uh, is the final girl. I mean, it's it's obvious from get go that uh that this is the case so she survives while wounding the creature and then eventually uh, a couple more people show up yes uh there was a lifeboat that uh got off that ship that sank and her boyfriend lucas and uh other friend maya show up and of course uh, jen's trying to learn warn lucas and maya of this creature they don't believe her they kind of go into this whole thing where she's been unreliable uh, maybe she doesn't always tell the truth or is overdramatic. Uh, and Lucas uh, starts talking to her about that. It, you can tell they have a very toxic relationship, which uh, makes him not a very, you know, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a dick and, uh, and you really don't like him. Uh, he, and then the actor who plays him, um, Oh, what was his name? Emery, uh, Emery Cohen uh, did a fantastic job playing that that type of character. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you you really don't like this character, Lucas. And you can tell him and uh, he and Maya have a uh, a relationship that's kind of weird. Like maybe uh, maybe something's going on. Who, who knows? But uh, at any rate, Jen asks Lucas to use his, his pocket knife and she opens it up, finds a little blood on it, thinking that uh, one of the one of the two that um, that washed up on the shore, Brad and the other guy, the half a guy, uh, maybe they stabbed him because there was there was blood in the uh, in the lifeboat. It's just a lot of stuff that really didn't need to be in there. To be quite honest, uh, I didn't need Lucas and Maya showing up. I didn't need the backstory about how Jen is unreliable. Uh, it really didn't do anything uh, to build the story. It didn't do anything to build Jen as a character. Uh, I would have been totally happy if it would have just been Jen versus the monster. Uh, to me, that would have been more satisfying. Uh, the dialogue got a little sketchy when Lucas and Maya showed up because for the most part you've got uh, you know Jen speaking a, a few lines but it's just her doing her thing and trying to evade this monster and then when you get the other two that show up on the island Lucas and Maya uh, the dialogue gets a little weak and the characters like I said Lucas is not a likable character 
And uh, and when even when Jen, you know, Jen, who throughout this whole movie is very likable. I mean, she's very empathetic. Uh, Kiersey Clemens just did a fantastic job with this character, I think. And uh, very likable. But when you get those two together, and I, I think maybe that's saying something about toxic relationships, how they bring out the worst in people. Um, whether you're the whether you're the dickhead in the toxic relationship or you're the you know you know you're not the uh, uh, you're more the victim in the relationship it just oh they always bring out the worst in people so maybe it was saying something about that but I, I just didn't need that and of course um, Jen wants to leave she's willing to leave Lucas and Maya and take the raft and and escape and of course they stop her and. Uh, while they have her tied up, Maya ends up uh, getting eaten by the monster the next night. So Lucas finally believes her, and uh, they're going to make their escape. And the monster only ever shows up at night in this movie. And Jen says as much, because Lucas is worried about the monster. They're getting ready to set sail. And she's like, oh, I've only ever seen him at night. And then, of course... What happens? The monster shows up in the uh, in broad daylight, and of course he uh, uh, rips a hole through the bottom of the boat. Lucas meets his demise, getting drugged down to the 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 briny deep of the ocean, and uh, Jen ends up back on the beach. And I don't, I don't know. I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, she finds a suitcase floating in the water. She swims out to get it. This is before Maya and Lucas show up and she finds this big dark hole in the ocean floor and they're insinuating that this creature comes from that. That's where it's going to. I don't know if it's a hole that leads into a tunnel. They, you know, it almost looked like it could have been another dimension. Who knows where this uh, creature's coming from, but wherever he's coming from, he drug Lucas down into that hole. So Jen is left on the island by herself and decides she's going to fight back. So she goes to this little graveyard where the family, at least uh, a few of the members of the family that were inhabiting the island before that left all the stuff that she found that made it very easy for her to survive. Uh, she digs up some of their bones, uh, sharpens sticks, uh, makes this kind of uh, fortress of spikes and fire and lures the uh, the creature in there the next night and they have their final showdown and it's it's pretty brutal and there again you you get a, a showdown where uh, it's at night you've got the the fires the torches lit and you never really get a good look at the creature which really helps out because the cg is not great it's not horrible i've seen much worse but the cg is uh it's not it's not the best cg i've ever seen um you know you had a, a really good look at the creature underwater when it was dragging lucas down and you really got to see some good features and it was just just blurry enough with you know looking through the water that you you know it really hid any bad bits of CG. Um, but this being an action sequence, it really helped that it was all backlit by a lot of fire and you really didn't, you really, you know, it had made up for a lot of, a uh, lot of glaring, glaringly bad bits of CG. Like I said, it's not horrible, but, but like I said, it, I, I've seen, I've seen worse and I've seen better CG, but you know, like I said, this sort of fight scene and, 
where you're only getting you know the creature backlit you're only getting bits and pieces you know quick jump cuts of action it, it really worked and it was really enjoyable it didn't take you out of it because you really didn't have time to notice the cg and you could just uh enjoy the the creature for the creature and i, I do believe they used a lot of practical uh they had to they had to use some practical creature uh, bits in this and it wasn't all just cg but uh, they did they did a good job with this fight scene and, and this final showdown between the creature and jen and it ends up back on the beach uh both uh the creature and jen bloodied and and battered uh you know jen takes a beating but she really gives it to this creature in this fight scene you know when you talk about final girls uh in in horror movies uh, putting up a fight, you know, some of them are just surviving, but, uh, but, uh, Kiersey Clemens, uh, did a great job with this character and, and this character was a fighter and this character put up a fight and gave as much as she took and they both collapse on the beach and the creature collapses on top of her, uh, or near her. I can't remember exactly where he collapses, but he does collapse and, uh, you know, succumbing to all of his wounds and she cuts his head off. So, so there is no doubt that uh, that creature has met its uh, its. Well, I'm sure for it, its untimely demise. But uh, really, that's where it ends. And she walks off, uh, holding the creature's head in hand. Uh, the fire has spread from the torches of the little areas she set up, and and you don't know. Uh, how much longer she's going to be on this island is she going to be there for a while you know there were planes that a couple planes that we saw fly over and the one that she shot the flare up for it's too late but uh is another plane going to fly over and see the smoke from from this fire who knows but uh, it kind of ends very ambiguous you know it's it's very open-ended you don't know whether she's going to survive you don't know uh is anybody going to come rescue her you don't know you know is she going to succumb to starvation you know she seems pretty um she seems pretty savvy when it comes to surviving all like i said they they made it seem like it all came very easy to her um and that's that's something that i i, I would have liked to have uh, I, I would like to seen her survival not come so easy, not have things, you know, matches just fall into her lap, uh, bottles of uh, pop just fall into her lap. Uh, you know, she's catching fish like she's spearfished before. Uh, I, I would like to see a little more struggle there. Or give me a reason why she's so resourceful. Uh, give me a little, give me some flashbacks to her life that, would have made her that resourceful um don't just don't just tell me she is and then expect me oh okay um yeah her and her preppy friends uh out on a boat and she's obviously uh the survivor type not in the stephen king way but uh but at any rate you don't know is she gonna survive or not is she gonna be rescued and uh and one of the things i really liked i was reading a quote where uh JG, J.D. Dillard uh, said to uh, Kiersey Clemens, uh, she uh, talked about, uh, J.D. said something really dark to me about this, uh, talking about the ending. He said, at the end, I like that Jen is left there because it's a metaphor for life. You can slay your demons. You can rid yourself of the toxic and bad people and feelings, but there's always 
there will always be the next challenge. You're stuck on the island. And uh, and I, I thought that was a great, you know. Uh, I, I don't think horror films always have to be a metaphor. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where, you know, talking about uh, horror novels and horror movies and just every, you know, especially the younger generation. Uh, everything needs to be a metaphor for something deeper. Sometimes horror is just horror. And sometimes horrible things happen just because horrible things happen. And, and I like that this is kind of, uh, there's no deep-rooted meaning to the end of this other than, you know, that's how life goes sometimes. Sometimes you can do all the right things. You can, you can purge yourself of all the, all the bad things. But, you know, you're still stuck on an island. You're still, you know, facing that next challenge. Because, you know, just because you won this round doesn't mean that uh, the game is over. And uh, I thought that was kind of a really interesting take that uh, that J.D. Dillard had, and uh, that uh, Kiersey Clemens kind of uh, kind of talked about. And that to me is, uh, if you're going to take anything away from the movie, I didn't initially watching it. I didn't take that away. Uh, I just like enjoying a, a horror film. I just like enjoying creatures and the battles. And I don't need there to be some sort of deeper meaning. I just like being scared sometimes. And I just like seeing, you know, the, the clash between good and and maybe even not so good. You know, sometimes characters don't have to be the squeaky clean, uh, you know, the virgin uh, final girl that uh, saves the day. Uh, people, people can have complicated pasts and complicated lives and uh, still face this... Uh, evil or, you know, who knows this, this creature, uh, I, I wouldn't say it was evil. It was probably just running on instinct, uh, as, as animals do as creatures do. So, uh, you know, maybe not even going up against evil, but fighting for your life. Sometimes it's just, it's just good to watch that because that's, that's metaphor for enough for me. Uh, if I can apply that to my own life in, in not giving up in certain aspects, that's that's all the metaphor I need. I don't need, uh, you know, I don't need a horror film to be some metaphor for some moralistic uh, thing that society uh, is trying to, to push on me or that I, you know, makes me feel like I'm better than everyone else because, oh, well, I see that this means this and... Because I recognize that I am a little better of a person than you are, uh, I just I, I don't I don't dig that. And like I said, sometimes it's just fun to uh, see a horror movie. But like I said, uh, at the end of the day, if you get things like you know, this is just a simple message of sometimes you can do all the right things, clear all the demons and the bad people out of your life, and. You're still going to be faced with challenges and you just got to keep pushing forward. That's a metaphor I can get behind. But really, I, I like this movie. It was very short. I mean, this is this was streamlined horror. Uh, no moss, no fuss. You didn't see uh, anything with the, the shipwreck that caused Jen to wash up on this deserted island. Um, I, it could have even been streamlined a little more. Uh, I did not need the the bit with Lucas and Maya showing up on the island like I said I, that really uh, for me uh, that's where the pace of the movie kind of slowed down 
and where the dialogue just was, uh, it, and I don't even know if it was the dialogue per se, uh, the characters, <laughs> you know, the character of Lucas was just grating because he seemed like such an ass. And and I know that's that's you know what the character was, and like I said, uh, Emery Cohen did did a fantastic job of playing that. But uh, but like I said, you know, you could have taken that out. Yeah, it would have shortened this movie because the movie's only eighty two minutes, not even an hour and a half. And uh, at eighty two minutes, uh, it flies by pretty quick. Uh, if you would have taken that bit out with Lucas and Maya, uh, no offense to them. But I think I just don't think that added anything to the story, and you could have spent a little more time with uh, Jen's struggle of surviving. You know, you could have uh, worked it out so you know everything wasn't so easy for her. You know, matches didn't just fall into her lap. She had to figure out how to start a fire. Now I understand. You know, you had to work pretty quick because this monster shows up at night. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there was ways to, to do that, to make that work, and to uh, make this movie, you know, fill the time, but fill it uh, constructively. Uh, fill it with things that, uh, that maybe mattered a little more than, like I said, uh, the Lucas and Maya stuff. Um, just handing her, you know, the tools for survival. Uh, you could have done some flashbacks. Uh, maybe something that would maybe give us an idea of how how she became so resourceful because this character jen i think is a great character uh she she seems uh, vulnerable at times but she seems very strong uh i would like to have known why what what made her so strong what made her so resourceful uh maybe some flashbacks i think would have done a lot to to fill the story and to to give us some of the answers as to who this character is why we should care about i mean she's uh Kiersey Clemens does such a, a good job of being empathetic. I, I think she does a really good job acting uh, and and making you care about her without you knowing much about the character. But uh, but that just makes it you know, that raises the stakes when you when you understand the character uh, a little more and you know you don't care about this character just because she's a female and she's on a deserted island or there's a monster chasing her. Uh, you care about the character because you know who she is. You understand who she is, uh, what she's been through. And I wanted a little bit more of that. And I thought this would have been a, a, a great movie. Uh, it's still really good, though. It's still worth the 82 minutes of watching it on Netflix. Uh, like I said, the, the creature, I thought they did a really good job in the creature design. It was so bizarre. It was bipedal. But uh, very aquatic um, claws. Uh, it had like a an odd shaped head, almost in, in some regards looks quasi shark like, uh, which led itself to you know what is this creature? What made this creature become what it is? Is it from another dimension? That those sort of things, interdimensional stuff, always kind of fascinates me. Uh, uh, that and like demon stuff always always interests me when when creatures are. I know it, it probably to some more refined horror palettes, uh, it's probably an easy go to or, or a cop out or whatever the kids want to call it these days. But uh, but I like that sort of stuff. Um, 
to me, that's that that can be more real than reality uh, in some regards. Was it a, a, a mutation of, you know, in the Godzilla vein? Is um, man's uh, pollution of the oceans, uh, did it cause this? Um, I like that they don't answer any of that. Uh, I didn't want or need answers to that. But you see this creature and it, it raises all those questions and it lets the mind wander. It lets the mind, you know, take a walk into the ocean and, and into the deep and wonder how this creature came about. What, uh, what made it so? Uh, how has it been surviving? How has it not been? You know, that was the one thing that really caught me at the end of it is that she killed this creature. But was that the only one? You know, that's, that could have also been a, a bit of a, uh, a PS at the end of it or maybe some sort of uh, surprise ending if, you know, she kills this creature, she's got the head in her hand, and then maybe like, you know, half a dozen other heads kind of rise up slowly out of the water and then cut to credits would have been a chilling ending. I you know I thought the ending was good. You know, she wins... Uh, she's still stuck on the island. I think that's still a good ending that leaves uh, a lot of questions unanswered, but I think that would have been a cool ending as well. Because like I said, you know, is this the only one? Uh, things don't just appear out of nothing. There's got to be uh, some sort of copulation and uh, eggs or live birth or whatever. And that's how species, uh, you know, propagate. And, you know, this thing obviously had parents. Uh, Was it the only one is pretty much what I'm getting down to. Uh, You know, evolution and mutation doesn't just happen overnight. Uh, So are there more of these creatures out there? Which, you know, I suppose if we see a sweetheart too, we'll we'll find that out. But uh, I, I don't. I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen, but uh, but uh, it does, you know, like I said, uh, I like movies like that, that give you a little room to walk around in the, in the world that they've created and wonder about this and wonder about that and uh, wonder, you know, what's, what's the story beneath the surface of the story? And that's, I think, one of the successes of this movie, Sweetheart. Uh, the one thing I didn't, uh, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't care for it was the title, Sweetheart, uh, because that's what I, you know, I saw this on Netflix for quite some time, and uh, I didn't know, you know, you don't get anything out of that title. Uh, it doesn't suggest this is a horror movie, and not to say that every title does have to suggest or or spell out for you what the uh what the movie's all about but uh, i saw sweetheart and i'm like oh this is some teen drama nonsense that i don't have any time no inclination to watch but but you know once i finally read the description i was like oh well i'll add that to my my queue and i'll maybe watch it someday but uh but you know i would come across and i would see that name and the only the only real reference as to why i mean Lucas calls Jen sweetheart in it. And to me, I, I just didn't I just didn't think that was a big enough issue. I did the the movie wasn't about their relationship as toxic as it was. It was 
very short-lived in the movie. I didn't I didn't find that the name suited it. I don't know what you would have called it. Um but I just I, I could have I could have done with a different name. Because, you know, it, it was very specific to their relationship, I'm guessing. Uh the relationship between Jen and Lucas. And Lucas is gone. So if you were to do a, a, a sequel, uh one if Kiersey Clemens isn't in it, then it's, you know, the reference to her is, is totally lost. Uh, I Yeah, I, I don't know why they called it Sweetheart. Uh, I I would have liked a different name. Something that, uh, I don't know, something that was a little more universal to the, the idea of the movie and less about such a small facet of the movie as him calling her sweetheart, which is the only thing I can, maybe I'm, maybe I'm totally off base on this. Maybe I missed something. Maybe there's some metaphor that, uh, somebody from a, a younger generation can fill me in on, but uh, I, I just didn't, uh, I just didn't care for, for the name because it just didn't really speak to me about what the movie was. Uh, so like I said, I don't have any better ideas for a, a name for the movie. Uh, that's not my job. My job is just to, uh, talk about it. Actually, that's not my job. Uh, it's a job I've taken upon myself to talk about it. Uh, at any rate, I uh, I really did like this movie. I thought Kiersey Clemens did a fantastic job. Uh, the other actors did a fine job as well. Like I said, I just that part of the movie, I just didn't care for. The, the dialogue and the characters just didn't do anything for me. Uh, but Kiersey Clemens, I thought she did a fantastic job and really carried this movie uh, and just really had to, to go through a lot of emotion. You know, the, the sadness, the, the fear, uh, the isolation, the anger, the, you know, uh, the fight to survive. And she really showed a lot of range in the movie. And I thought she did a fine job. Was it Oscar award winning performance? No, but I thought she did a really good job. And, uh, and, and J.D. Dillard, I, I really enjoyed the, the pace of the film. Other than, like I said, the, the whole Lucas and Maya section. Uh, and it wasn't even, you know, his pacing of the film. It was just that whole section just kind of uh, lost me for a little bit because I, I didn't like the character. I didn't think it had, or the character of Lucas and Maya. Uh, I didn't think their story added anything to the overall story. And I... Uh, I like the film otherwise, you know, I just thought everything moved, you know, like I said, it's 82 minutes, so it's a short movie to begin with, but it just moved, it, you know, it was a, it had a good pace, uh, they didn't dwell too much on things, like I said, I would have liked to see more of uh, Jen using survival, actual survival skills, or figuring out survival skills, but I wouldn't want them dwelling on that, and, and making that too big of a focus. Uh, so maybe, maybe in some regards, I'm glad they didn't do that, but I would have liked to have seen it. But like I said, uh, the movie really moved along at a good pace and uh, the action was really good. And I thought this was a, a really solid movie. So I encourage everyone to, to check it out. Sweetheart, uh, from Blumhouse on Netflix. It's, uh, it's worth, it's worth checking out. 
and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So uh, I encourage everyone to uh, check out our Facebook page for more details on uh, what we've got coming up. We've got kind of uh, some uh, a schedule set as to what we're going to be releasing as far as uh, various uh, things we're going to be talking about, books and movies, music, and all sort of things uh, here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So be sure to check out the Facebook page. Uh, like the Facebook page. Uh, share it with your friends. If you know anyone that loves uh, horror, suspense, sci-fi, superheroes, uh, books, movies, television, we're going to be talking about it all. Music, uh, you know, I like the darker metal uh we're going to be talking about that and a whole lot more. So uh, check out our Facebook page, Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop. And of course, uh, leave us uh, a review. Please, please a good review. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fairly new to the podcasting game. So hopefully we'll get better. I am a, a longtime radio guy. So hopefully it won't take me too long to, to get used to this whole podcasting thing. But uh, please leave a, a positive review. And uh, like I said, share it with your friends that love the uh, the dark, the macabre, the mysterious. Uh, it's always Halloween. It's always October here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So if you like that sort of thing, like I said, please share and uh, please like and follow and all that good stuff. So until next week. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!